adequate. Not one of my best. But, you, know. <laughs> you could have saved it for the show. What's that? You could have saved it for the show. Well, yes. I, I could have. I could also make it the pre-show stinger. That's kind of what I was figuring. <laughs> Welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Perrin. I'm Cedius. I'm Meredith. Our stunt host, because Dave is in California still. Loser! Yeah, the twerp. But we, 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 we let our guest out of the basement. We did? Oh, yeah. We did. Welcome yeah. back. Thank you. Thank you. I am relieved. Well. Uh, I see your limp has recovered. <laughs> yes. It's amazing what all that scotch downstairs will do for you. So and <laughs> It I, may not cure you, but you won't care. It's like Windex. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's following me. No, 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 no. It's from the uh, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. God, I've, I, I love the, the movie, but I, I'm sorry to say Windex, I don't remember the uh, line. heals everything. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, there was a character a concept. Like, the father-in-law would put Windex on everything. There's a plot point in which somebody got, like, a substantial black eye and Windex was applied. Good. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll have to keep that in mind. You know, so I, I, I was this is not medical advice. If it's in a, if it's yes. in a movie, it's got to be true. And gotta suck the poison out. And and since according to someone who decided he was going to inventory before the poker game, there was something like eighty-five open bottles of scotch down there. So you know, <laughs> you know, it could help you with some of those sometimes. You one, could. One of the t-shirts from my college years. Uh, every floor did a t-shirt, and the t-shirt was "Quick, suck on it before the venom reaches my heart." It was not an all-male floor. It was a very popular shirt. That's what all part I of the say. country did you go to school in? Was there anything venomous? Minnesota. No! <laughs> Which is even better! <laughs> There's nothing venomous in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know. I've met a few people. There, 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 are, there are rattlesnakes here. The venom part isn't important, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's a t-shirt dedicated to helping others. <laughs> right? Valid. Yeah. Selfless acts of medicine and medical advice from films. Returning to the From Olympics. college students. Perfect. Because they're deep, thoughtful, caring people. So, uh, so I know the, everything. Yeah. The college t-shirt that was very popular uh, when I was an undergrad was uh, everybody, sorry, every new line, buddy, New line loves more head. It was a fundraiser mm-hmm. for um, something, and it was they were just wildly popular. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. In college? You never would have thought. Huh. Did you go to Morehead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Weird. It's, it's such a refined sense of humor. Um, yeah. I'm I'm shocked by all this. Yeah. Of course. I'm- I'm not. Really? Well, what is your day job, Nicole? My day job? I work uh, at the University of Minnesota. So you've seen college students before. I've seen many college students. In their natural environment. Yes. Nothing about college students is a natural environment. Do you ever trank them and put on radio collars? I might actually uh, accidentally hit them occasionally because they don't pay attention when they're walking across the street I'm or biking across the street, for that matter. Catch and release program. Oh. And here we see the common North American bro in his natural habitat. No, I actually don't uh, directly associate with them very often. 
wise decision. I don't, I don't like them. I don't know where they've been. Oh, Let I'm, them eat I'm so happy over the summer breaks and in, in between the semesters because uh, it's just far less traffic. <laughs> really, that's the main reason. Otherwise, they can happily exist out there. I don't care. <laughs> but, um, oh, God, yeah, no, my office probably wouldn't. You know, we're supposed to respect that the students are the ones that bring money to the university. No, that's <laughs> alumni. Oh, well, um, I'm an alumnus. Is that correct? Alumnus. Well, I am one of them. I am one of the, What? No, maybe. I don't know. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I... I am one of those, but I don't give money to the University of Minnesota because there are plenty of other organizations who uh, need money. Uh, and the University of Minnesota will always have substantial funds from the government. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't give to my um, grad school because it was the University of Florida. And they don't need my money. They can stop giving as much of their football team. If they really oh. want more money. Yes. But they ask for it frequently. Oh, yes. And I have fond, don't get me wrong, I have fond memories of parts of my time as a student there, but I'm not fond enough to give them more money. I'm sure we could have uh, university people like come and explain why it is they need the money and what they would allocate said funds for, but... I'm, I don't I'm, see the reason. I'm specifically a Carlson school grad, and I never moved from Germany. Nope. 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 No for that, too. Not Sorry. giving them money. Sorry. Uh, and the sole reason that they deleted my email address three months after graduation, and thus I lost access to, like, every single account I made while in school, like LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. And when I called to ask them why, they said, well, we sent you a warning email a week before to that address and none of the four others you had on file a week before we, like, cleared it from the system. I was like, it's been three months since I graduated. Well, I will say this, though. I bet if you came back to work for the University of Minnesota, they would give you your old account. Yeah, I was... I'm positive, actually. Mine's been reused. I have proof. Really? Yep. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if mine hadn't. I was a little bit like... Yeah, but you have your own ID as well. The, the, the ID number is not reused, but the email was. Oh, that's fascinating. My, my undergrad um, issued an alumni email account. And as a student, your first initial last name. Oh, as boy. an alumni, your last name, first initial. Uh. So I'm plump. <laughs> plump. Perfect. Mm, pop, pop, ending, pop, pop. ending with three P's. Yep. <laughs> Which I suppose, I mean, I was plump for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is worse. That's as, as opposed to the plant. It was. I, yeah. I mean. But, uh, so the first. Excuse me, we just got tapped. The first scotch we are drinking tonight is from Glengyle. Distillery. It is the Kilcarran. It is a Campbelltown single malt. There are various people who will deny that Campbelltown is a distinct Scotch region. What is Campbelltown? 
It's a distinct Scotch region. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it is a sliver of Scotland the size of Lauderdale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh... Muggle jokes get you local work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we will, we will see how this is. It is... Straw color? Yeah. The light straw. Light. It's very light. It Ooh. has a common Camelden trait. Yes, it does. Not a fan? Do, do you like drinking astringent? Kind of. Yeah, the nose is a little sharp. I'm getting almost a little bit of soap uh, on it. I was going to say s- smoke or salt somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean towards the salt. Um, Dave isn't here, so... <clears throat> excuse me. Salt. Okay, we're good. Oh, you know, if Dave were only here. If he were, he'd ask you what episode this is. It's episode 168, and I was ready for that question. I figured you were, since you brought it up on your own last episode. I know. But it's been two weeks, so you might have forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Except I've got the sheet of paper right in front of me. (laughs) Cheater. I know. I'm good at this game. There's like a resinous mid-tone to the nose, maybe piney. Not a lot to it. No, it smells very simple. It's a little sharp. Touch of lemon. Mmm. Pine salt. Pine salt. So, uh, I, I, I lean more pledge, but okay, I see where you're going with this. We've I mean, actually, not in an unpleasant no, way. We've, we've, we've given things, descriptions of it's like drinking lemon pledge. I have not actually drunk real lemon pledge, but I've had times where I'm like, this would be what it would be like, I think. Well, if you stick your nose in there and get a really good sniff, it's kind of get like like an apple, like an artificial apple. All right, I, I'm gonna have to do a reset to get that. Yeah, good idea. And take off the glasses so my face fits. Oh, uh, how are you resetting your nose, CDS? Um, well, with True Stone Coffee, as per usual. True Stone Coffee. True Stone Coffee. Fresh oh. roast cool beans. That's what I've heard. You know, they're friends of the show. They are indeed friends of the show. They're such good friends, they've given us a discount code. Really? What's that discount code? Well, cleverly for this show, it's scotch. <gasps> and if you enter that, what do you get? 10% Very off. earthy. Everything you order on their website. Everything you order? What if you order yeah, a chocolate yeah. shake? Good luck with that. But it would be 10% off. Would it arrive in like three to seven days? It would arrive in two to three days. Hey, that's not bad. If or they you sold it, them. Or, or you could choose to pick it up yourself. Oh, if it were a chocolate shake, that'd be my bet. Yeah. If only they had a drive through It would be a chocolate coffee shake. Please. I mean... Chocolate. They also sell the boys cold. to the yard. They also... Okay. It's better than yours. So, many convergences ago... Are you both familiar with yes. what a convergence is? Yes. Okay, just checking. I know, I know you know, but... Um, Dear listeners... A, a, a friend of mine went up to one of the Klingons and asked if he could translate into Klingon for her. And he said, of course I can! And she said, how would you translate, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard? And the answer was, after some thought... My blood wine brings all the warriors to the place. <laughs> and they then proceeded to dance. 
And I have never forgotten that. You know, I feel like that needs to be reenacted every few years. <laughs> I don't know, I really want to see a show with Klingon pop songs. It would be so good. My blood wine brings all the warriors to the place. Warriors to the place. Warriors to the place. The best part is the seriousness seriousness with which he considered the answer. This was not a, oh, whatever. This was a, hmm, well. And it was a deeply reasoned, you know, there is no such thing as this word, so I think it would be... This is an equivalent. Mm-hmm. It I was. Wonder, I wonder how many folks we have that are somewhat fluent in Klingon in the Twin Cities. Uh, quite a number. Yes, we would have fact. enough to have a whole group Javis- doing an adaptation. JavaScript and Klingon. Oh no! Sorry, oh, no. I was watching White and Nerdy vi- the video for White and Nerdy the other day. You know, I can't make I'm, appropriate. Is weird, that weird script. Al? Yeah, I'm I fluent in JavaScript and Klingon. <laughs> What's that? I'm not classy enough to make JavaScript jokes. They really, nothing. But I'm saying nothing. Yeah, I know. I know. I. The joke's a little derivative, but we keep going. Oh, God, it hurts. You know what I really want to do? Is it causing you a stack overflow? No, Children. but what I really like to do is is subtle. Well played. Well played. <laughs> is is watch some vilification tennis to clear my palate. <laughs> so so resetting my nose and going back in I'm getting honey on roasted corn <laughs> yeah I don't know that I should have done that reset <laughs> it's the weirdest part better than astringents <laughs> yeah actually the weirdest goddamn part is I now want to try that I want to eat honey on roasted corn okay, you more salt cornbread well yes honey cornbread we do that it's fine right I bet it would be good. I bet it would be too. And now I goddamn want some. You you know, now that you say say cornbread, I think cornbread might be more apropos than the roasted corn. It was was a warm corn. I'm sticking with the first. No, I'm with you on the trying it, but I think (laughs) Meredith better articulated what I was actually getting. (laughs) Now now is the time for drink. My soul is hurting. Welcome to our show. If your soul's not hurting by the time you leave, you don't have one, just like us. Scotch. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, that's neat. Like, wait for Well, because you haven't added any water. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I deserve. Um... I, I think we have a no vote from the end of the table. <laughs> she was giving some good face. Indeed. I missed it. I was too busy being happy. She, yo, take a look. It's not gone. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Tell us what about is that. It's very, it's it, like very smoky at the end there. Uh-huh. It's it's basically smoked pledge. With not pleasant people. What's that? With like some butteriness. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. It still doesn't make it. So, 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 buttery smoked pledge. So, my, 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 my palate is giving me a vision. It is a bowl of kettle corn ah. with astringent instead of milk. Oh, wait, you don't put milk on a kettle corn! You don't! 
don't. Kettle no, corn. No, 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 that explains no, so no, much. No, no, it's like it's like a bowl of cereal. Only it's kettle corn. It can't be kettle and, corn because that's sweet. And I'm getting a sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting that buttery thing that you got. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 get, know, I'm getting. You get a little sweet, morning, a little salty, a like little buttery. Maybe slightly burnt kettle corn. I will never admit. A wooden bowl, and instead of just secret. eating the kettle corn, you take a bite out of the whole thing. Yeah. Why don't you just put some scotch in your caramel, and then make a popcorn ball with your kettle corn? The, the lemoniness I'm getting is not like... Jenny, get on there. <laughs> my, my wife made some um, scotch truffles that were to die for. I, I will. It, it is an interesting quality of scotch. How good it is in cooking, because it the flavors it turns out really come through. Uh, unlike you know, it's like well, red wine, and it, I like red things. You add some red wine to a nice, um, you know, red sauce, red sauce or something, steak with mushrooms or whatever. But you don't. It just adds sort of a generic red wine flavor. There's no like... You get like, body, you get some tannins, maybe some acidity. Uh, the scotch seems to really... Like, Open up? Say, hey, still here. Mm. And, yeah. One of the... You know, one of these days we should do a special non-drinking scotch-related... Um, well, okay, we'll still drink. Eating but scotch? A, a scotch... Thing related. I'll, I'll see if I can't have my friend Jessica make her whiskey cake with, with a scotch that would be appropriate instead of an Irish. Mm. And I can probably get some chocolate truffles because thinking maybe the, 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 the Dalmar Gran Reserva for the whiskey mm. cake. That could be really good. So uh, this this I'm getting sweet, buttery, really kettle corn seems very good. There's some citrusy, lemony notes, but so if, if you think about lemon zest, which is usually the part of a lemon I would recommend pursuing, this reminds me a lot more of getting that like white citrus matter instead that's just kind of more bitter and less spicy? I don't, I don't know. This is like that die laughing challenge where you take that shot of dry, cool, uh, dry lemonade Kool-Aid. Oh, no. oh, God. It's just concentrated citric acid. Yeah, it, it, there, the, the lemon is, is certainly there, and yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not fond of this as a as a general. Let's let's see if the water does anything nice to it. There's also a smokiness that yeah, I, the smoke and the on the and the finish is certainly there. And if it had been preceded by something a little bit more. To my taste, I might have enjoyed it more. But I'm it, enjoying it, the sweetness and the smell. For example, if this were a Laphroaig... <laughs> if then, wishes were horses, we'd all be eating steak. It's fine. Yeah. Hey. Horse steak isn't steak. I'm quoting something parallel. No. Now I want steak. And mushrooms and a red sauce. You did that to yourself. I know I did. Yep. If wishes were horses and we were eating steak, what would we feed the horses? Now I want kettle corn. <laughs> With no, milk? The, the implication is that you're no. eating horse steak. No. Just on its own. And corn with honey. Well, at least the horses would Roasted go hungry. Corn that with sounds honey. really interesting. I know. I bet that would be good. The crunch with the, with the um, uh, sort of the sticky like honey quality. More than once. But I feel like you'd have to actually, like, I, I would actually continue to, like, roast the corn a little bit after you 
put the honey mm. on mm. because then it would be like a little bit a glaze like bit a of a glaze, glaze. Yeah. or honey butter oh there you mm. go oh well that's a way yeah would they maybe put that on top of it so it's not so sticky I'm getting yeah well because you um, almost have to have the honey like if you're I'm almost going for it yeah honey butter just gives here, you some there's sweet there's sort of a creamy yeah. sweetness um, but I yeah I just drizzle a little oh wonder what a really good balsamic vinegar drizzled on roasted corn would be like. Okay, good. Not in the whiskey. No. I <laughs> yeah, love it, whiskey it, it, and I love balsamic. side conversation when we've been trying to focus, like, have you added your water yet? Yes, I have. All right. I have. I, I attempted the to nose. Speak. The nose has basically gone away. Yeah, there's not... I mean, it's just like a lessened, like, smoky... See, it, it, it turned creamy for me. Like you, you were saying, there was a, a lactosey thing going on with yeah, it. Yeah, add some water. See if I can find it. Well, I have to say, it has truly knocked the um, astringentness. I did three drops of water. And, yeah, and it's got almost no, like. Uh, that was a visual for those of you listening at home. But it was um, there. There's very little astringent kick left. There's still some lemony mm-hmm. to it. Um, the problem is that creaminess in the corn is still there. So now I'm getting creamed corn, and that is not doing it any favors. <laughs> Just think cornbread. Creamy cornbread. There, it has been cornbread slathered cornbread. in butter. I can let. I can. I can try to make that work. There. So, so the joke that we one of the jokes we have is that professional scotch tasters have a really big wheel that they just spin like eight times, and that's what they say they they taste because some of the things they claim you're like, one, how did you detect that? And two, how did you know what it tastes like? <laughs> you know, um, in, in this case, I, I will we haven't aged, said pear yet, aged rebar. I, yeah. I, I, Why okay. did you lick that? I, I might be making that I one up. I was claiming it as my own. But right? I'm not sure if I am. I mean, it's it's truly a ludicrous set of tastes that they will list. Okay, all, right? but have you ever had something that, I mean, had something that tastes the way something smells? Yeah. But, like, it's something you would never eat, that oh. thing, that the way that it smells. What mm-hmm. if aged rebar didn't taste like it smelled, though? How would we know? Well. But that's, it was just, like, an association. Like, I associate this with that's this. Fair. This reminds me of aged rebar. Well, I mean, I, I. I had a pizza once that reminded me of manure. I'm sorry? Wait, was it, was it delicious? It was I mean, it was kind of disturbing, the fact that, like, yeah. the taste of it reminded me of manure. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, it was, I mean, it wasn't god-awful. Like, it wasn't, like, throwing up or anything. It just had that kind of, like, I don't know what it was. It was, like, very odd. Well, in one of the two episodes last month, I, I, I believe I was I was nosing something. I said, uh, this smells red. Mm. Or, or, you know, this, this or, or, or it tastes red. Like, I said that whole synesthesia thing where I was having, like... Things that I know are red, it reminds me of other things that, you know, the taste reminds me of other things that are red. So it's like kind of cherry, it's kind of this, it's kind of that. So it tastes red because it's a mix of those things, but not any one of those things. Um, 
I would say the nose wet. I'm 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 really latching onto this whole cornbread motif in, in in how I'm interpreting things. So it's cornbread with lemon butter on it. I'm getting some pear in this. Sure, I see where 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 you can. As I let it sit for a while and go back in, I can I can see some white fruit. Yep. Yeah, maybe some white grapes or something. Okay, so here's. I mean, this one. Wow, this one is. This one's actually not crazy, but palate. Creamy custard and dried peels, allspice, manuka honey, and hints of butterscotch. What, what, what is that? You look this is uh, a Glen Goyne 18 year. Okay. I just picked okay. a random. But they said manuka honey, which has only been like a thing in pop culture parlance for like two years. What, when did that review age? Um, I don't know. How old is the review? Um, it doesn't say. Because I wish we could date them, because I'm pretty sure they're like seven flavors and the Zeitgeist one. Um, yeah, they, I don't know. The, uh, they're, they're often a little bit weird. This does have a nice sweetness. Y'all might prefer your savory scotches, but I'm enjoying this. Sort of a sweet, smoky... Wet, it was um, not nearly as bad as it was dry. I'm getting sort of golden tones. I'm going to try again, but that first sip after I watered it was like, whoop, that, ah, help. The nose, fennel, smoky black tea, red currants dusted with ground ginger and cinnamon... A touch of floral barley. And what are you reading now? Floral that's, barley. That's the Octomore um, Masterclass 8.2 bottling. <laughs> ah, Brutalati. When have they seen barley flowering? <laughs> yeah, and much less run up and go to... Mm, oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no. So, well, I mean, you, you do need barley for scotch, so of all people to see flowering barley, it would be them. Yeah. Barley flowers. Kilkeran, Michael's Glen Guile Limited, are very proud to be continuing and adding to the Great Campbellton distilling, distilling tradition, and the choice of name reflects that. Kilkeran is derived from the Gaelic Cainloch Kilkeranain, which is the name of the original settlement where St. Kieran had his religious cell and Campbelltown now stands. Kilcarran is thought to be a suitable name for a new Campbelltown malt since it was unusual for the old Campbelltown distilleries to be called after a glen, a custom more usually associated with the Speyside reason, region. No added coloring. So uh, I just added a ton of water to mine, and oh my goodness, it's so creamy. Whoa. What's a ton? Um, like, I don't know, eight drops? Oh, 46%. Yeah, so, I've got a touch left, so I'll see if that extra water does anything for me, because right now I'm getting astringent and smoke on, on the palate. And I'm realizing I might not have actually given Glenn Fordry a score. I might have been at, at the end of the last episode. I didn't write one down. Oh, I thought you did. It, it, it was a three-something. I was going to give it a three-something, but I'll have to go you back. You didn't. And, I don't think I did. I was going to ask you, and then we moved on. I, I didn't. I, I didn't write anything down. And it's so been two weeks. It, it has, so I forgot. So, I, I, for the record, I'm writing down three four, because um, that seems about right. 
might be a little generous, but um, so let's see if this extra water on this doesn't doesn't mean any good here. Well, it's at forty six percent, so logically, if you give it a good dose of water, that will bring the percent down to a more reasonable level. I'll give it your creamy. It's and still not pleasant. You do not have to drink it if you. Do I not refuse want. to drink it further. So we will give it to our host. Here, Cedius. Drink this. Must I? Yes, you must. I'm going to drink it in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, that recommends it entirely. It's it's best when drunk near plants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, I might be the only person at this table that is not having any troubles finishing this glass. No, actually, um, wet. I I thought it was adequate. Um, neat, unpleasant. The finish wasn't so bad, but the main body of it was just sort of, ooh, why are you doing this to me? I have not done anything to you. Um, I would probably give it something in the neat. I would have gone down to about two five. Wet it. Got closer to adequate, so I think I'm going to give it a two seven five. Me? Yeah, we'll let, we'll let you go next. <laughs> I give it. My instincts are telling me a one point two. <laughs> Oof! It was awful. No, fair. I mean, you. Didn't... I, okay, so my, I think this is just something I know about myself. I don't like that really. Um, this is like it's gonna make it sound like I don't like smoky at all, but it's like got a very strong like particular smokiness um, that I really dislike. Um, and I'm trying to maybe what acrid? Yeah, I think that yeah, because like more of an acrid that is probably more accurate. Because I do enjoy a smokiness in some things. Mm-hmm. It's just that this particular flavor of smoke is is really <laughs> not. Not your bag. Not not my thing. Not a problem. The Russian judge has spoken. Mm-hmm. This was sweet. I'm predictable as hell. Um, on the other hand, there's, there's a sweetness, there's a creaminess. It was interesting. Um, I usually like scotches that challenge me some, and this one certainly did. Uh, but not all challenges are good challenges. Uh, I'm going to put this one on a 3-4. It was interesting, but not necessarily all that compelling. And when I looked for more, it just, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of complexity. Especially not for as hard as it makes you work for it. I mean, much as this drink made me want to eat corn with, roasted corn with butter and a variety of other things. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't there. Yeah, I... The creaminess was nice. There was sort of a buttery sweetness that was nice. There was almost a salty on the edge of it, which was neat. But when I was trying to look for more in there, it it was just a little harsh. I couldn't find much. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for it. Uh, I, I no sir. With with, with 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 the breadth of things we've had on this show, I I can't go nearly as low as as Nicole. Um, but uh, I feel safe in giving this a straight two. Um, this this was not pleasant. It, it borders on uh, no, sir. I do not want this. 
I'm not even sure I would drink this if you paid me to. I did drink this in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> mostly because I just I, I just didn't want any more of it. Yeah. Um, it, it's no Penderin. I was but, about to say. But uh, it it's in the ballpark of the Springbank 15. Ooh. I would have this with ginger ale. <laughs> That's kind of a curse on this show. Mm-hmm. I'd drink it with ginger ale. Really? Yeah. Ginger ale does a lovely job hiding a lot of the unpleasant, but particularly astringent flavors. And in a lot of the single malts we come up with, the astringent is something that is very common mm-hmm. in single malt scotches. Uh, ginger ale does a decent job of hiding the astringentness. Um, so actually mixing it in ginger ale is, one, not uncommon anyway. Uh, and two, I keep ginger ale around, so it's easy for me to, to mix it in ginger ale. And so, but but normally the idea of drinking single mixed. malt yeah. with ginger ale is a curse. I mean, yeah. it's like you've spent how much on single malt, and you're drinking it. It's like having, oh, this is a really good expensive scotch. Do you have any diet coke? Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Why would you ruin anything with diet coke? Sorry. Why would you ruin Coke with diet? I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. But, but so ginger ale with single malt is kind of a, ooh, that bad. Yeah. Oh. We, we, we certainly use it as a curse on this Yeah. It, it, it's heavily sh- throwing shade. Yeah. As they say these days. So. So, I mean, if you paid me, I'd probably drink it. Depends on how much, though. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it for a penny. That's not worth it. But, you know, time. a buck. <laughs> <laughs> as an actor, a one tiny sip. As an actor, <laughs> how much would you have to get paid to not make a face? <laughs> Ooh. Probably nothing. If you were doing, if you're gonna like bet me whether or not I could. Not if it's for the art, <laughs> it's for the art. No, it's to prove that I'm badass and can deadpan anything. Ah, okay. Anything? No, stop it. Where's the Belort? <laughs> At Die Laughing, because I'm sure Dennis will bring some more. Okay, so I'm, I'm terrible, okay. and one of the things bring I it. enjoy is lots of weird tastes, and I haven't yet convinced myself Malort's the worst, possibly because all of the Malort I've had can fit within the volume of, like, one bottle cap? Oh, okay, one, one like, screw-top cap. I, I would uh, put money that... They will. The dentist will either bring Malort, or if he can find something he they think is worse, uh, because I believe apropos of nothing and the high five guys do precede you uh, by not too much time. So and do you know how we should not start our safe ears show? Drinking Malort. Malort. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure it's possible for safe ears and Malort to exist in the same universe. I know there's something they worse than Malort. That would be Malort. With mustard and pickle juice. Oh. But none of those things appeal to me personally. Well, so. they shouldn't. Well, um, okay. A brown mustard. You give me a yellow mustard, that sucks. So mm. yellow mustard. Yeah, no, no, no. We're talking juice We're talking okay. um, bright yellow. So French's. Yeah. Okay. French, French's, dill, and malort. Yep, that's a combination of fuck it, I'm out. Add a little bit I of believe, baking powder to I believe, just really bring out the, the yellow mustard. I believe the technical name for that drink is a hurler. Because <laughs> it will make you go the distance. Yeah. You're going for speed. Oh, sorry. 
Um, did by the way, slightly off topic, because you know, uh, does anyone know is Cake still making albums? I, I, they I I haven't heard of any new music from them for a while. Bummer. I mean, we can Spotify check later, but I I, I don't know that I've seen anything. I think there was the one album after Pressure Chief. I wonder what the relationship between cake making music and people making cake is. Like, as people bake more or less from scratch versus mixes, is there a relationship between, like, original cake songs and remixes of cake songs? I don't know, but the Great British Baking Show probably has some people... Making more from scratch. I, from scratch. I, I I now need to make. So maybe they'll come back. A, 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 mod, a an urban fantasy interpretation of D and D where that's a warlock thing, where the more of one happens and that's like feeding the deity to mm. power the spells. Okay. Run! He's making cake. I mean, to be fair, some people bake brownies. <laughs> Bye. And some people just bake. Uh, um. <laughs> God damn it, serious. I like pie. Jenna Papke makes really delicious brownies. But not in the state of Minnesota yet. Ba-da-bum. So, so, are we in agreement, good brownies, moist? Yes. Not, not you have to have... I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a center, not edge person when it comes to brownies, too. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't get this. I want the edge. The edge is chewy. Yeah. It depends on the temperature you make it, though, because sometimes they're just crunchy and brittle and messy. Most of the See, yeah, but it depends. On, well, if we're talking about the perfect brownie here, come on. Ideally, the edge pieces would be chewy rather than crunchy, but yes, and then the inside would be like moist and like. So it turns out there's a lot of sorcery you can do to like box cake to make it like really amazing. You can change the amount of butter. You can change the amount of oil. You can like sub out different kinds of flour. Why don't you put hot fudge in there? What kind of dark sorcery is this? If, if you ask people... Like, it is whipped butter. I, I have a friend. They do, they do baking things. They work at a museum where part of their job is just to bake every day. It's, it's bizarre, I know. And uh, <laughs> A museum of baked goods? No, no. I mean, I'd pay to see that, but... I think if, it's if, the if, Alexander Ramsey House, which we are legally, as the state of Minnesota, obligated to run in perpetuity as a museum in order to have access to the familial archives, even though the family were racist assholes and terrible. Uh, and so it's... The, the running of the museum is kind of an interesting and weird political thing. And so because the state is legally obliged to keep the house open as a museum... People have realized that they could potentially use this museum to suggest that en masse museum culture changes. And so it's it's an unusual museum. But my friend's job is to make sure that after the students that have a tour of the house get the tour, they can then have a baked good to eat while somebody tells them about things. Uh, so it's, it's their job to bake the sourdough and possibly sweet things, I'm not sure. Oh, sourdough. Yeah, 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 yeah. They take their job very seriously. Uh, however, as a part of this, I, I don't know exactly how related they are, but they're just an absolute sorcerer when it comes to transmuting box cake into delicious cake. I was asking them how they made a certain one. They said, oh yeah, you know, you just follow the instructions on the box, and then you add an extra stick of butter, you sift out half of the flour in there, you add more cocoa, you add a little bit more sugar, and it's great. And I was so like, right out of the box. Yeah, right at the box. So basically, if you add more 
butter to any recipe, it's you make it French. better. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if you ask Julia Child, it's very obvious. There were a couple other modifications they made, but there's a weird Google Wikipedia rabbit hole, if anyone is looking for one. So, I have to ask, uh, uh, have either of you watched Epic Rap Battles? Yes. I have seen a couple. Have you seen the one of Gordon Ramsay versus Julia Child? No. Okay. Perhaps before the evening is done, we'll show you, but not during the show, obviously. But it is a thing of beauty. Mm. That's where I learned about Julia Child. Oh. Represent. Anyway, so don't we have another bottle we to have do, on this? We do. It is the Tomatool. Tomatool. Excuse me. Oh, that was good. That was, that was, that was some good pop. Oh. What does the pop indicate? Uh, that I pulled the cork out properly. It's a good sound. It's just a. It just is a pleasing. It's a, cool. it's a pleasing noise. It, it 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 it's the appetizer to the drinking. There there are certain sounds that just appeal. And the gurgle Essential. Is is good, but the pop somehow for me is just I Are you I, allowed to take it out again? Could you just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, not yeah. nearly as good the second time. You can't maintain eye contact. No, it... Well, it's wet now. Ah! Um, yeah, it, it, uh... Not that I have a... Oh, if it doesn't have a cork, it's trash. The, the screw-top ones, they're starting to come out with wine bottles and such. Yes. It doesn't... I'm... It doesn't, like ruin the taste or anything. But having a cork that you, you know, funk it's more fun. or, or use a corkscrew on, yeah. it's part of the experience. Mm-hmm. It feels more appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, the Tomatool is a Speyside. It's the Tomatool Tla. Because you're tight. It's the Klingon It's drink. Klingon Tomatool, yes. <laughs> it is actually pronounced Tla. Tla. Can I see the bottle? How do we spell that? Ta! Kaplop! Kaplop? Yulich Jachjai! Which, as all of you should know, is Klingon for blood in your eye. Hey, it's, that's not a nice thing to say! It's, it's, it is it's a, it's a oh. drinking toast. It's, it's what you say, you know, um, or Klingon Puktachaj! Which would be, of course, Klingon's forever, the Klingon Empire forever. You know, it's it's the same. Here's mud in your eye. Is you know who really want what? Why would you put mud in my eye? But it is a drinking toast. So all right. So how do we toast in Klingon? Uh, well, uh, the Klingon puk takshaj. Klingon puk takshaj. There's a lot of spittle involved. It's uh, um, well, it's Klingon. So, yeah, yeah, of course there is. Um, the more important, uh, the most important phrase is that, and. Um, Oh, shoot, have I forgotten? Um, I'll have to wait and see if it comes back to me. Where's the bathroom? I, I, I failed conversational Klingon, so don't ask me. Oh, I also I also had how to speak power Klingon. Ah. Oh, no. Um, yes, I was and still am a geek. I do. Uh, it is very nice and gold. Yeah, 
sure is. Looks like scotch. <laughs> hmm. It's very smells fruity. See, I'm getting cereally. Reset your it's, nose. Yeah. Thank you. Because my initial response was kind of like a sweet caramel. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the sweet, but I'm also getting the, the grain behind it. Shake this up a little. <laughs> what I'm getting is um, Trader Joe's Honey Jozo's. Well, it's the creaminess, it's the weediness. It's got a little grain, it's got a little sweetness. Okay, my, I, I, did, I did the reset, now I'm, now it's honeycomb. It's my breakfast cereal. Are you still not getting the fruitiness just on no. the very first? No. The Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's honey No, I'm, 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 I'm getting honeycomb and floral now. Okay. The honeysuckle floral along with the oh, honeycomb. Oh, wow, I did change a lot. There's like apple and pear, apple and pear at the very beginning. Okay, now that I've gotten past the, the, yes. the honeysuckle and the honeycomb, now, now I'm leaning into like a crab apple, maybe? Or a Granny Smith? It, 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 it's a tart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't judge. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm definitely going to lean Granny Smith on this one. I'm getting the honey. Yeah. And I was feeding back into the honeysuckle. This... this, this if I don't like it, this will be aftershave. <laughs> um, are you sure it's a... It's not a Northwest Greening? Dear listeners, I am narrowing my eyes and looking at Perrin with that look that says, Can we let this joke die, please? Nope! Is that a variety of apple? Why, yes it is. <laughs> I see. For those apple connoisseurs at home, the Northwest Greening was discovered by crossing the Golden Russet and Alexander Apples. It was a very popular old winter variety, originating in Wisconsin in 1872. No. There you go. And we're going to go around the circle and say what our favorite kind of apple is now. Oh, I'd like, yes. What is, would you like to start? I think my favorite apple at the moment is the jazz apple. Jazz are good. Jazz are good. I like many kinds of apples. I'm, I'm sort of, I don't, I, I overindulge in apples, maybe. Um, the sweet tango is new and exciting and ages quite nicely and mm-hmm. has a nice texture. Uh, Harrelson and Macintoshes are both near and dear to my heart due to their, like, robustness. And Fuji apples were the first apple to ever, like, make me reconsider what I thought about apples in general and to look at pink apples with bits of yellow on them. Never quite the same again. I'm not really a one apple kind of girl. I, I I'm I'm not a one <laughs> apple person either, as has been evidenced and is the running gag. Um, however, I have a um, small preference to cameos uh, because, in my opinion, they make the best dehydrated apple. I I have to go with the Honeycrisp. I know that is really? now passe. They're delicious. But it is for no, me. No, the Honeycrisp. Delicious, something else entirely. Red Deliciouses are not delicious. No, they aren't. But I find that Honey Crisp is the perfect for me combination of tart and sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't uh, going there, I would go with Pink Ladies. Yeah, Pink, pink yes. Ladies. Yes. I've had so many Pink Ladies that are just 
sad. Oh. If, if, if I weren't going to go with Cameo, I'd probably lean Opal right now. I think the problem with Pink Ladies, though, <clears throat> is that they are actually very seasonal. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't... Yeah get them at any other time it, it of is, year. They're they're a little disappointing and, and slightly less Apples are dangerous in the sense that if you get them out of season, if somebody has managed to force trees to produce, the flavors are that's not how apple preservation works. So uh, if you pick the apples a little bit new and you store them in a space where you control the, the chemical composition of the air you can keep them from ripening, and then near the end of your storage, you can then put the right ether whatever things in the air to make them ripen. However, none of those ripening chemicals have been filtered through the tree, and they're not getting additional nutrients, and so they don't necessarily develop like the complex flavors and sweetness and stuff they otherwise might. Uh, I don't know. There's... Or sucky out of season. Yeah, that's why they're sucky when they're out of season. That's wise, because they never ripened on the tree. They ripened in a room. That makes sense. And I use this as evidence that we should pass the apple joke crown to her. No. I just like Wikipedia. (laughs) Fair enough. On to the tasting. Mmm. Floral? Sweet floral? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's pleasant and smooth. Um... Very bitter. Not terribly exciting in my yeah. opinion, but yeah. aftertaste. The finish, the finish is a bit astringently bitter, which I am not a fan of. This is a great okay. mead. <laughs> hmm. If it were a mead, I would say it's a little bit funky, with earthy tones, and like there's a lot of middle body. And if somebody had told me it had been aged in oak, I would believe them in a heartbeat. This reminds me a lot of a wildflower honeyed mead aged in oak. Only I think it's quite a lot older. And for that... Mm, yeah, but the tail is pretty bitter. But it is sweet and floral. I think they went too far. I mean, I'm all for an interesting... Uh, I'm not big into bitter, but... I can appreciate something that has been constructed around a bitter taste. I used to drink um, uh, Kirin beer. Mm, um, That's a kind of a bitter red beer. Because that's what it was designed to be. This just feels like somebody dropped a bunch of bitter in it by mistake. Mm -hmm. They didn't mean to, but it was already in 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 the scotch and they... They didn't want to throw it away. See, as I like the bitter aftertaste that coffee gives me, I this this does not really offend me in any way. It it, it sits fairly nicely. It's a, it's a smooth dram, which every Tom and Tool we've had, I think this is the third Tom and Tool we've had on the show. Um, if I have a complaint, it's much like the other Tom and Tools. There's not a compelling amount of flavor to it. It's smooth, it's there, and then it either sits or it's gone. This one sits more than the others, so I think I'm probably going to rate this better than the others that we've had. Um, But it does sit with a flavor that might not be everyone's cup of tea, or cup of coffee, as it were. If it lingered on the floralness, I'd be a million points for it. But, you know, in the same way that a lot of other herby flavors are bitter, I I guess it sticks with the spirit of flowers. Well, if you just sit with it, um, the aftertaste becomes, like, once it gets past the bitter, it becomes floral again. Yeah, there is a sort of after finish finish. 
Yeah. But I kind of feel like I shouldn't have to wait that long. No, it was a really long time in coming. Yeah. It, 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 I didn't it, expect it to come. No. Pacing on this... I'm just going to let that one slide. Pacing on this and letting it sit that long means that I'm going to go back to it. Like I will drink this more slowly. This is a good like sip and read a book for a couple of hours type pour. Before you sip again? <laughs> well, no. I mean, the sips would be bad. I'm saying it seems to be a... If I'm going to read for a couple of hours and I don't want to get up and fill my glass again, I only have to fill this once because I'm not going to keep going back to the well. That's what I'm saying. Stop it. To be fair, if it were a bad scotch, you could only fill your glass once, too. But I would come back to this every ten minutes. If it were a bad scotch, I'd give it to somebody else. (laughs) I'd take it to conventions where people don't seem to have any taste. I try what's in my my flask. Okay, that was delicious. I have a public flask, and I have a people with taste flask. I really liked that quote from your public flask, even though it was ever clear in the horse urine. No, that's not what it was. It's probably no. Free alcohol. Delicious. (laughs) Everything is better when it's free. So I wouldn't know. But, you know, going by our aged rebar discussion, I'm reasonably certain. Yeah. It's been a while since I dated someone who had a horse, so it's okay. Maybe. We don't need to go here, Cedius. That's getting a little I'm just saying the availability of horse urine is lacking in my life. Still we need to be too much. much more for this than we currently are. He has plenty of cat urine. It's fine. <laughs> the problem is it's in clumps and getting it out of the clumps after in the clumps. Is All right. Clearly you've considered this problem. So, oh, no, it, I'm just going to improv. Mosing it wet. So. Well, first I have to make it wet. I smell very little. Another common common tool problem. Yes. I might have added too much water. I'm getting just a touch of. There's something potentially sweet in this glass. Yeah. And that's all. Maybe butterscotch. Sort of like the Lacroix of butterscotch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. (laughs) I was going to say watered down, but then I was like, ew. Oh. Ew. What? It, it loses something. Some of what it loses is stuff I didn't like. So, that's better. But there's not much else. It's got kind of a... I'm finally getting honeysuckle. Scotch tape. Oh! Mm-hmm. I should eat more scotch tape. I don't recommend it, actually. A 3M would, would, would like it because it would help their bottom line. They didn't do so well last quarter. <laughs> I get I get what you're saying with scotch tape. I, I think it might be like that floral hint that you're, yeah. you're, you're tasting. As right? I have generally tried to avoid eating scotch tape. But no, yeah, the, 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 the finish is definitely scotch tape. You hit the nail <laughs> upon the top. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. But the problem is, I, I like it quite a lot, and so it's making me reconsider. Well, I didn't You're quite a lot, but it's the levels me of scotch tape consumption you've indulged in. Yeah, <laughs> like she needs more, right, in her life, or an intervention, what? one or the other. Or at the very least, I've never really considered my involvement with scotch tape as much as perhaps I should have. I don't know. Maybe I should try it a little bit more often, but I'm not sure I could really stick to it. 
Sorry, was that tacky? Um, no. But the joke but... was a little transparent, but outside of that... Uh, oh, wait. Not... wait! I was getting some nuts. Um, like a walnut. Oh, to, to be clear, scotch tape, are we talking, like, masking tape, or are we talking the plasticky transparent tape? Because... Pla- I was getting masking tape. Oh. oh. No, we're getting no. scotch tape. Uh, yeah. The Scot- official, like, scotch tape. Yeah, like- 3M scotch tape. The, the clear stuff. Oh, no. Office tape. Sorry, and not painter's tape either. <laughs> not, 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 tape. Not, not the one true tape? Not the one true mm. tape. Um. <laughs> Ten in joke. Oh, go. Wet, it's actually better. Uh, I'm not convinced of that. <laughs> I'm getting less of the bitterness while wet, but that's I'm... that's the thing. It it kind of lose everything went down about three, and so the bitter is less of a problem. But see, the bitter's I'm with, gone. I'm with you on that. The bitter's gone, but I lost everything I liked about it before, and it's got this new malty, like cream of wheat, but less creamy thing going on that I don't particularly care for. I would rather have the bitter finish than what I'm getting right now. I think the bitterness of it was really overwhelming. And so I, I had a hard time enjoying what was good about it. Uh, and this, you know, yes, it dulls both factions, but I feel like I can still appreciate like the floral hints and, and, and everything else more. Uh, now that the bitterness is, isn't so punch you in the face. I believe I have identified what I'm getting just before the scotch tape, and it is raisin. Hmm. Yeah. Raisin. I think I'm getting raisin that fades into scotch tape. Interesting. And to be clear, scotch tape, not masking tape. Well, yeah. And to be clear, black raisin, not golden raisin. Okay, good to know. Yeah, that is... So, and, and I, I was also getting some malt. You know, I'm pretty sure I've eaten scotch tape. <laughs> eaten? And I really wish I'd eaten more masking tape. Because I'm really getting masking. All right, all right so, so, so now I have to make a distinction. Is it scotch tape or is it packing tape? Scotch, scotch. tape. Okay. No, it's scotch. Because packing tape I wish is also more. a scotch-like type thing, but it's got a different flavor profile entirely. I just wanted to make sure. Well, I don't know. I've never stuck the the packing tape like on my lips. See, I've, I've, I've tried to chew open packages. And so I have that's what I assumed how we all got tape. the taste from, is mm-hmm. we didn't actually... I mean, we put it on our lips to be like, Because right. Christmas is the thing. And I, and <laughs> that I, makes perfect sense. I think that's what And I stuck the landing. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, no, there's a, you know, you take your face when you're a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, And then, uh, you try to hide the evidence. Like you do. By attempting to eat it. And it doesn't always really? work. Really? I always tried to throw it away in a trash can, but, you know, what do I know? You know. You I eventually, you stop with well, the... Well, I, I, I just gave it to the dog. It works for homework. This... Oh god. This too shall pass. Damn. Um Yeah. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was not a thrilled Oh wait, I'm sorry. <clears throat> what what would our guests care to do a reading? What am I reading? 
You are reading the Tommen Tool, the Gentle Dram. Well, I don't have and that level of voice. Well, that's all right. Well, no. You can read it in your voice. I, I realize that. R- R- Riches, the Tommen Tool. Cho- choose your brand of pretentious voice and have it. I wanted you to be comfortable. Oh. With your pretension. Oh, pretentious voice. Oh, yes, this is a pretentious reading. The Tom and Tool Single Malt Whiskey is a testament to our master distiller, Robert Fleming, whose family has been making whiskey in the Speyside Glenlivet region for four generations. After years of searching for the purest natural water in Scotland, we discovered the Ballantruin Spring. For thousands of years, this water has been flowing through the mountainside near Tomintool, the highest village in the Highlands. In the heart of the Speyside Glenlivet region, the Tomintool Distillery was built to capture this unique resource. Colour. Golden straw. <laughs> Nose. Quintessentially Bayside, light with some sweet toffee and vanilla and hints of mint leaf and citrus peel. Palette, light and creamy, lively white pepper and some oak, driven spiciness dance on the tongue with background layers of nutmeg and toasted vanilla. Finish. Spicy. With notes of shortbread and fresh mint. Yeah. Thank you. Very pretentious. So, so cork dorkery. So, yeah, oh, certainly cork dorkery. The question that I'm having right now is if she were in Dracula, is she Mina or Lucy? And I can't really. I, I, I think I'm going to give her Mina. I was going Mina. All I was right. getting substantial McGonagall vibes. Young McGonagall. I I, I, yeah. I haven't tracked. Um. Here's here's the thing that I love is. Not only we certain every Scotch, not everyone, but it seems like it goes on about their water. You know, what makes our Scotch the most amazing Scotch in the universe is the water. And you're like, yeah, okay. I mean, I do appreciate that the water actually does have an impact, but it sounds like they were hunting it. You know, yeah. <laughs> in in um, Houndstooth with the you know. I stalk the wild stream. And Especially though, like since Tomatool is, you guys keep talking about how bland their scotches are. It's like they're very proud of their water, and so they don't want to cover it up. Well, what I, what I also like is <laughs> um, <laughs> that it's been flowing through it for <laughs> for a thousand years. The slowest water ever. <laughs> and and, and the poor Drip. poor Robert Fleming. The Drip. family's been making it for four generations. He's quite the disappointment. <laughs> You should go first. I should. You should. Um, While well, I do think this is still my favorite of the Tom and Tools, <laughs> low bar, and the only thing that is making this be above average for me is the fact that it has above average smoothness, and, and I do kind of like having something that is the sort of, of sipping scotch that you want to have the sip and then because of that bit of thing let it sit on the palate for a while because it as smooth as it is most of the most of the smooth things have a shorter finish this this one does linger a little bit longer so uh, I'm going to give it a 325 
while I would describe this as the best of the nut shots, um, <laughs> that's just me. I was disappointed in it. Um, I don't really have anything terribly positive to say about it. Uh, it wasn't horrible. It was better wet than neat, which is usually not a compliment. Um, two eight. Uh, and that's feeling generous. I'll give this a solid three. Uh, I got some interesting honeysuckle in there. There was some sweetness I liked. Maybe I'm just simple like that. There's a little bit of texture, but not much going on. I feel like if I'd had a lot of much better scotches, I would probably rate it differently. But as is, I'd say it's it's about a three. I uh, I hope that this wasn't fancy, but yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give this one a 2-1. And I think it's largely because that bitterness was, again, very overwhelming. I couldn't enjoy what was good about it as well as I would have liked. But it was much better wet. It kind of helped with the bitterness. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer to neat personally. Oh. So. And I think it was 40%, just as an FYI. Well, I'm not a regular Scotch drinker, so no, I, no, I, it, it, that's not. In any, I mean, he liked it more wet too, and he is a regular Scotch drinker. So, um, it, it, like I said, everybody's palate is a little bit different. That's that's why we have different people on is to get a different sense of things. Uh, it, it's on one level fortunate and on another level unfortunate that the, the three regular hosts all have a tendency to like the peaty and smoky side. Um, a little bit more diversity in our palates probably would have been better for the show, so that more things would score. You know, on a broader scale, mm-hmm. uh, I think we do a fairly decent job of, of stepping back and saying, "Well, my personal preference is this, and if it's not that, it's not going to win." Yeah. Like, you know, we all did really well with the Johnny Walker Gold Label. I mean, this is a very solid oh. score that we gave yeah. to that last, you know, two weeks ago. Um, which you know, Dave would have rated it much, much lower. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have rushed and judged the shit out of that. Well, um, but it was a Dave very, can't stand sweet things. Yeah, like sweet people, but, it, but it very, it's very food, right? So, you know, and very rarely do we have, like, huge disparities on the show, but, you know, every once in a while yeah. there'll be huge gaps. We've, we've, had, we've had two point? I think we've had a two point gap. And the goal isn't to agree. No, right? the, no. The goal is to describe what we're experiencing so that hopefully someone out there can say, mm-hmm. well, I've had these things that they've had, and I've had these things that they've had, and so my taste is probably kind of a cross between this person and that person. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always... When you read, you can go online or any number of books and find professional assessments of the Scotch, and they're not worthless. They they carry some information, uh, and especially when you're trying to compare, if you know you like A and B is described by the same person as being similar to A, that's a pretty good recommendation. But I have to say that when I'm reading professional Scotch tasting notes. Uh, I mean, they're they're calling out flavors I've never tasted in a scotch because I don't have that refined a palate. And it just doesn't help very much to know that apparently somebody can get grape leaves. Uh, and I think very occasionally they'll call it a flavor I've never had personally. Did anyone point the mint? 
No. I feel like when no. they mentioned it, I could kind of backtrace it. I'm I'm it. fond of mint. I would maybe say some of the like earthy tones I was getting out of it is maybe where they were getting a, like a very basic mint thing. Yeah. But I can um, understand that. On rare occasions, they've mentioned some a tasting note has mentioned chocolate, and I'm like, uh, okay, I can see where what I had tasted could be interpreted that way. But I didn't even, for me, there was no mint. No mint. But so, we should wrap this one. We should. We should. Are the, now that it now that it, this this is coming out at the end of February, middle of February. Uh, middle of February. Uh, what am I well, I mean, the way I've been posting lately, who knows? But you know, uh, does theory, anyone have a show that they would like to mention that's upcoming or other event that they well, would like to call out? As as we mentioned in the last episode, uh, Meredith will be appearing, and I will be attending. Die laughing. And what is your show specifically again? Chris, uh, the ballad of Chris Lindahl and other tales. We will be singing the song in the traditional bardic style of uh, real estate agent Chris Lindahl of the guaranteed offer fame and uh, telling folk tales about said figure. Toss a bid to your agent. Oh no. Oh no. Jeez. Thank you, Sirius. <laughs> anyway, uh, so long as there's no scheduling change, it should be at 7 a.m. on Sunday, so set your alarm clocks or whatever, and it will be great. Die Laughing. Uh, Sirius, do you want to tell us more about Die Laughing? So Die Laughing is the major fundraiser for Fearless Comedy Productions. It happens annually around April uh, of every year. But what is it? It is a 50-hour comedy marathon. 50 hours? Is that the longest in the country? It is the longest in the world, as a matter of fact, for a variety comedy festival. Wow! Uh, we've also been doing it longer than anybody else. Uh, this is our seventh year. And about how much is a weekend pass? Well... Yeah, it's a fundraiser, so a suggested donation of $20 is, is what we asked for for the whole weekend, and that's for 50 hours of entertainment. And there's challenges where you can have, sometimes the, the MCs have to dress, say, in porg onesies for the rest of their shift. Or uh, there was a challenge last year where a sufficient amount of money was raised one co-host got to name the other co-host child. I think it was only the middle name. But still... There's um, also a Lego walk often. Uh, oh. Yes, that, that has been a punishment challenge in the past. I suspect it will be again. Uh, it has been priced at $25. And for $25, you can make a member of the company walk, I believe, a five-foot stretch of random Legos. Barefoot. Barefoot. Uh, I have been forced to do this. My boss was kind enough to donate to the company for Selfless. my pain. I'm, I'm surprised that there hasn't been an alternative four-sided die walk. Oh. Uh, we forbid Caltrops. <laughs> it must be Legos. Legos can be survived. Caltrops are deadly. Um, uh, other past challenges have included uh, basically the an equivalent of the Bernie Bots every, every flavor beans, where you don't know if it's going to be a good flavor or a bad one. Didn't they make Tim drink once? Uh, we've made Tim drink. Uh, Tim is not someone who enjoys the taste of alcohol in general, uh, so that has been a thing. Uh, there have been hair dye challenges. Tim shaved his head one year. Um, yeah, it's of been challenges, all we will have one. They will have a challenge. What is your challenge? Well, for a donation of a dollar amount, nobody's told us what it is yet. Probably less than twenty dollars. We will uh, tell a a folk tale with Chris Lindahl. 
uh, whose title is of your choosing. So you give us the title of any folktale you would like told in traditional bardic fashion, and we will uh, proverbially sing your song of Chris so, Lindahl. So it would be something like the tale of Chris Lindahl and the tomb, the, the, the spooky tomb ghost. Yes, or the tale of Chris Lindahl and the thing at the end of, I don't know, 36th Avenue South. I see. All right, well, good luck with that. I'm sure that a spooky tomb ghost would really aid in the liquidation of a property. After all, everybody likes a little bit of character, but you never know. There's a horror short called Repossessed Homes that I have to show you. Yes, please. I, I don't think it's available online yet, but as soon as it is, I will let you know. It, was, it, 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 it went over very well at Horror Festival last year. Thank you, Harley. Well, that sounds like a lovely, a lovely thing to see. And, and uh, hopefully many people will see it. Hopefully. And now is the time. It is the end of the show. We, 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 we have reached the end of the show. What yes. What do we do at the end, Perrin? I'm drunk. Uh, that would be we, <laughs> we turn to the guest who's had two weeks to think of a toast. While stuck in the basement with all of that entails, and uh, of course, of course, it is well within our guest's purview to turn to our host, our guest host, or any other host, to be fair, and ask them to cover the toast if you prefer. Oh, <laughs> can I ask for two people to make the toast at the same time? Okay, I want like one sentence. And then another, oh, all three of you. You all have to say a sentence as a, like, a continuous story. To Chris Lindahl. Um, seller of homes. May his underwear never catch fire. Goal. 